Hey, sports fans. If you enjoy watching football and want a chance to win some money, how about you join PoolHost.com, the website that you can pick every NFL game of the week, pick the winners of all the teams with a $10 pay-in every week, and have a chance to win the big prize. All you have to do is create an account at PoolHost.com, Log in, go to the Pools Tools menu, and choose Join a Private Pool. Then you choose Pro Football Pick'em. To join the pool, you need to enter the pool ID, which is 34927. The pool password is 1234567. Once you log in, you pick the private group Black, and then you begin to pick all the winners that you feel are going to win the game. Every week, there's a first place winner and a second place winner. So it's not too late to join up and see if you can win the grand prize at the end of the week. Once again, poolhost.com. Log into the Pool Tools menu and choose Private Pool. Choose the Pro Football Picker. Into the ID 34927. Password 234567. And join Black to have a chance to win the grand prize. Good luck. Hope you win some money. So before I get to my special guests and we do our game picks for this week, I had the pleasure of talking to Nick Wright earlier. And um, he gave me the honor of giving me a segment every Friday to give him my five locks of the NFL week. And he's going to keep track of the record throughout the year to see how I do. So here are my five locks for this week of the NFL week two. LJ, you're in Houston. You're on what's right. Go ahead, LJ. Nick, happy Friday to you, my brother. You too, my man. What's on your mind? First of all, I'm not going to let you bash my city about barbecue. Obviously, you've never been to Burns' original barbecue on the north side of Houston when you lived here. Man. That's the best barbecue that you could ever have. Are they uh, so? Oh, so Burns Original Barbecue in Houston? Their their yes. th- their thing is they serve Kansas City style barbecue. Because if so, I no, bet they, it's really good. No, they have a lot of sauce. Because you say the barbecue's dry. They have excellent sauce on their barbecue. So okay. obviously you didn't go there, but mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. I just yeah. didn't want you to bash my city. Sure. But my picks. I went four with a tie last week, so I was undefeated. Yep, you're right. I, so I want to give you my locks for this week. I took a lot of favors last week, so I'm going to make it more challenging. I'm going to take all the teams that had losses last week. I'm taking Cincinnati over the Niners, Houston over the Jags, Pittsburgh over Seattle, Denver over Chicago, and Monday night I'm taking Cleveland over the Jets because of the injury to Sam Dunn. Okay. All right, mark it down, LJ. We'll check back with you next week. You were 4-0-1 last week. Straight up, so we'll see if you can continue it. Good to talk to you as always, my friend. Appreciate you. Thank you, LJ. And there we go. My five locks for week two. Nick Wright got them down, so we're going to check back with him next week to see how I did. But right now, let's get into these game picks with my special guest on the line right now. What's up? 
What's going on, sports fans? Welcome to another edition of Raw Words Podcast, presented by LJ from Houston. And of course, I'm coming to you live from H-Town, Texas. It's week two of this NFL season, so it's winding down to Sunday. So we got to get our picks in and pick the money lines and the spreads. And when I'm doing my money lines and spreads, you already know what time it is. I got my boy, Marley Betts, coming straight out of Las Vegas, Nevada. What's up, Marley Mar? What is going down, LJ? Man, good. it's time to get these picks in, bro. I'm feeling good this week. I got my parlays ready. I got my money lines locks ready. Let's do this, my friend. Man. Hey, be careful, man. We we had we had an upset yesterday already starting out. Yeah. So I'm not trying to lose again. You know, Carolina really disappointed me, Cam. He looks like he's hurt. He's not himself. You know, they really underestimated Tampa Bay. Uh, the play caller was kind of questionable, too. But all that said, Tampa Bay came in, did their job. So I'm 0-1 so far. So what you looking like? Man, I feel bad. We both 0-1. I damn sure I took the Panthers. Um I thought Cam was a little nicked up based off last week. Um, however, I didn't think he was hurt as bad as I think he is now. Mm-hmm. Um, watching him throw, I think it's his foot, not his shoulder. A lot of people think it's his shoulder. I think it's his foot. He can't plant and step into his throws. If you look at a lot of his throws yesterday, they're off his back leg. Wow, and I think okay. it's because he can't. I think it's because, remember, he was in a boot. But yeah. the last preseason game, I think. But the third preseason game, something with his ankle or his foot. I'm not sure. I can't really remember. But if you look at a lot of his throws, he's not stepping into them. They're always off his – a good majority of them are off his back foot, which obviously affects your accuracy and what you can get on the ball. And he's throwing a lot of inaccurate balls, and he can't (laughs) – and he can't throw down the field. And to me, that says foot, not shoulder. Okay. Well, all that said – Let's get into these Sunday games, man. What's the Let's first go. game we got up? First game we got on the on the play here, we got the Indianapolis Colts in the division game going up to old Tennessee. Uh, the line is at minus three, which, you know, home field is a three-point advantage. So, technically, if it was a neutral field, they're saying this game is even. But Tennessee is at home, so it's minus three with a total at 44. Whoa, Tennessee minus three. You know what, Marley Mar? I'm going to ride with the Colts plus three and a half. Oh. I really feel that Jacoby Brissett, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over. I think he, in history, I don't even remember the stat, but I think he does lead the league in the like lowest interception percentage of quarterbacks. So, and Tennessee, don't get me wrong, they defense showed up against Cleveland. You know, they, they impressed me. But at the same time, uh, I just think the Colts played consecutive road games, which is tough. The defense had issues against the Chargers. But I think they can overcome it because, you know, a couple field goals, they would have beat the Chargers. And Adam Vinatieri didn't look the same. But I think he's going right. to bounce back this game. And I'm going to ride with the Colts to win the game, swallow points Ooh. plus three and a half, my friend. Ooh, my man, my man. Well, you know, we spoke earlier in the week, or at least I think we touched this game. And I was on the Titans. I, you had a lot of interesting points. And when I went back and looked at the Chargers game, that game was closer than I thought it was. Then I realized at the time. 
And so is that is that the Chargers defense? Because I was still impressed with the Chargers offense. So is that the Chargers defense not as good as we thought they were? Or is that the Indy offense better than we thought they were? Well, I'm going to say Indy's offense is consistent because Marlon okay. Mack ran the ball for like 111 yards. Like I said, Jacoby Brissett is very precise. He doesn't make any mistakes. He's very, you know, minute in that way. As far as the Chargers... They just got a couple big plays on the coast, which kind of hurt them. But like I said, if Ben and Terry would have kicked both of those field goals that he missed, Coach would have won that game. So I, I just agree. think the coach had a lot of missed opportunities, and that's why I think they're going to bounce back and take Tennessee Titans at home. Man, you might be swaying me here. I got the Titans circled on my picks, and I'm going to stick with it. Okay. I'm going to stick with my right mind. I like Tennessee at home. I don't like the minus three. Um, I probably won't bet the game. If I do, I'll take the the, the Titans money line. Um, I think the Titans are a tough team. Uh, they play defense and they run the ball. Those are like my two recipes for success in the NFL, especially if you don't have a Tom Brady, you know, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers type quarterback on your team. So, um, I liked what they did uh, last week. They got the new coordinator over there. Um, and I, I'm i not sure about Mariota still, which is like year four, and we should already know what he is by now, and I'm still not sure. I don't know if that's good or bad. But the Titans at home, it's a division game. Um, I love Vrabel as a coach. We touched on this last week. Like I really – like I was sick when the Texans let him go. I love what he brings to the table. Um, and I just think I, I like the Colts. I like Brissett. I love the offensive line. That's why Marlon, I think that's what majority of what Marlon Mack is uh, responsible. I think they're responsible for a lot of his success. Um, I just, the Titans at home are tough. I think it'll be a close, low scoring game, like maybe 21 uh, 17, 24 21. I think the Titans eke it out at home. All right. Well, I'm going to lock you in for the Titans, and you can lock me down for that plus three and a half for the Colts. Plus three and a half. Plus three. Well, plus three. Just three. three. Okay. No half. Just three. They're going to come. They're going to cover. Another interesting game we got coming up. What we got? We got those Los Angeles Chargers. They're on the road all the way to Detroit. Take on the Lions. The Lions are a home dog at plus two and a half. And the total is at 48. Mm, very, very interesting game right here. Tough game. Chargers, tough game. Yeah. Chargers coming off of, you know, overtime win against the Colts like we just talked about. Um, the Lions will be playing their home opener. You know, makes a tough challenge for the Chargers because they got to go to Detroit. Um, yep. And like I said, they had some defensive issues last week against the Colts. Uh, the Chargers are the better team, and I think Phillip Rivers most likely will light up that Detroit secondary. Uh, they let them come back from an 18-point depth. They were up 18 last week against Cardinals, and they let them come back and tie the game in overtime. Um, so with all that said, I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to take the safe kick on this one. I don't care about the points. I'm just going to flat out just take them to win the game. Chargers to win Yeah, I, I don't trust Detroit, even though they possibly could pull it off, but 
only way I could see that happen is the Chargers make mistakes, you know. Phillip Rivers throws an interception, maybe a fumble, you know, whatever. I, right. I think the Chargers would make a mistake in order for the court to win this game. But if the Chargers play the way they need to play, like I say, Austin Hester running the ball. You know, they got some key injuries, though, on, on the Chargers' side of the ball. So I don't think it's going to come into play with this game. So I'm definitely going to take the Chargers to outright win and beat Detroit. Yeah, I don't see um... – like you said, I think for Detroit to to win the game, they they need some help from the Chargers. They need some fumbles, or turnovers, some ints. Um, I think without that happening, I Philip Rivers is probably going to carve up this defense. I mean, they let I won't say they let a rookie quarterback and rookie head coach carve them up, but they definitely let them come back in the fourth quarter. I mean, you can say they relaxed and took the pressure off and. We can say a whole bunch of different things, but I know what happened. So, and by far, I think the Chargers are a way better team than uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I don't think they'll get that big, huge 18-point lead. I do get concerns when West Coast teams travel to the East Coast to play early games. But uh, Phillip Rivers is a vet, man. He'll have the team ready. I don't think that'll, that'll affect the game. Mike Williams is questionable. Uh, the receiver, they are dealing with a couple of injuries. But um, I just don't see – I mean, the you know, the Lions, their home opener. Um, but the Lions are what I thought they were and what they are the last five years. They're like, you know, 8-8, eight 7-9, eight, you know, 6-10. and 10. They're like just a middle-of-the-road, below-average team. And I think that's what they'll be this year. Um so I'm taking the Chargers. I'll lay the two and a half points. Honestly, I don't think it'll be a field goal game. Um, so, yeah, give me the Chargers. Hey, I completely agree with you. What we got next? Let's get it. We got those pesky Buffalo Bills hmm. going on the road to take on those New York football giants. The line is the Giants are a home dog plus two with the total at 43 and a half. Got 43 and a half. I'm definitely 43 and a half. I'm going to go under on that one. I don't oh, think I don't. Be you don't give to me the total picks. No, I'm not. I'm going to go under on that one. The Bills, you know, they play consecutive road games, even though it's in the same stadium. Um, they came from behind in the fourth quarter to beat the Jets. But the Jets had a lot of issues for us. Like I said, C.J. Mosley went out in that game, which kind of took the pass rush off of um, Josh Allen. And the defense, you know, Bill's defense is pretty good. It's stout. I think it will continue with this game. The Giants are a mess. They got blew out by Dallas. Um, so I don't see Detroit. I mean, uh, not Detroit. I'm sorry. The Giants doing anything in this game. I'm going to take the under. And I'm going to go the Bills. What's the line? Minus two? Minus two. Yeah, I'm taking that. Bills will win more than two. They're going to cover that and win the game. Yeah, man, you know, give too many total plays. I, this might be one, two I've ever heard you say as an yeah. official play. Um, I agree with the under. Um, I'm going to stay off of it. But I definitely – and you know what? I might give it a look. I'll have to look into that. That's actually probably not a bad play. Um, but as far as the game is concerned, yeah, I mean, we I talk about the Giants all the time as far as I have no idea what they got going on. I don't know what direction they're going. I don't know. Until they change quarterbacks, uh, they're just like big-ass question mark to me. Um, meanwhile, the Bills, I love everything they're doing. I know they're not there yet, 
I don't know if they'll ever get there, but I do like the direction they're going. I like Josh Allen. He's he kind of embodies the team to me. The defense, they're feisty, they're tough. You know, they're not going to give you anything. And if you take them for granted, they will beat you. You can't look at the schedule and be like, oh, Bills, easy win. No. Yeah. You have to go and play them. They will beat you if you don't play them. And I think kind of that's what happened with the Jets. But I know Mosley got hurt and the Jets don't have a lot of weapons. But they were they let the Bills score 17 unanswered points. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, once they got up in the second half, they was like, oh, the Bills, we got them. They're done. And, like, the Bills – is a scrappy team. I watched them a lot last year. And and I did take the Jets in that game because I thought they were the better team. But um, clearly they got problems. But I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, I mean, I mean, give the two points. They can have it. I don't care. Bills minus two. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a lock. Definitely. That's definitely my lock. I'm money lining that. I'm going over 100. I'm taking the points. So Definitely. What we got next? All right, man. We got those... Kyler Murray led Arizona Cardinals mm. going up to Baltimore, Baltimore, call it. Minus 13. Baltimore Ooh. is a favorite at home. And the total is 46 and a half. Mm. 46 and a half? That might be over. But I ain't going to take that. For uh, the game, Cardinals, man, that's a long trip to Baltimore. Um, especially Baltimore coming off that. Sensational win against Miami. Lamar Jackson looked like a, 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 a MVP Pro Bowl quarterback out there throwing five Whoa. touchdowns. But that he was, repeats that this week. I, I don't see five touchdowns. Again. Oh no, I definitely think, not five. I think the Cardinals' defense is a little bit better than Miami. You know, they having a revolt over there in Miami. Players want to get traded. They don't. They're quitting on the team. So Ravens just caught them at a, a, a vulnerable time. Before as the Cardinals. After watching Kyler Murray for one week, I can honestly say that he's better than Josh Rosen from last year because, you know, they only scored 14 points a game last year. <laughs> and he, and he, scored, he scored 30, I believe, on 30, Sunday, uh, I believe. Was it 30? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think he threw three touchdowns, though, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so he's definitely better. So I can agree with that just by looking at the tape. So, uh, But all that said, you know, the Ravens' defense is, is just – you know, they, they lights out, man. Earl Thomas over there now. But they do got a couple key injuries. Jimmy Smith and Marlon Humphrey. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to play a huge part. That's why I think the Cardinals will probably score a late touchdown, you know, to cover that, you know, the points and all the spreads and everything. So I'm going to stay away from the spread. I was going to take it earlier, but I kind of psyched myself out, not taking a 13 and a half. But I'm going to definitely take Baltimore to win the game for sure. So you can lock me in that Baltimore over the Cardinals, but I'm going to stay away from the, uh, the, uh, the score and the score. I got you. too much time on it. I mean, I agree with everything you said. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens. However, I'm going to still lay the 13 okay. and a half points okay. because I don't see the Cardinals scoring more than 10. Yeah, I agree. Um, Baltimore gave up with 17 points last game. Yeah. I mean, last year. Yeah, defense. 17 points. So, I don't see them going up to Baltimore and putting up 21, 28 points. They're going to – Lamar, although they don't, score, they don't throw the ball, they score. And they eat the clock up. So, you don't have a chance to get in a rhythm. I think Lamar is good for 24, 28 points. 
And I don't see them scoring more than 10, maybe even 30. So, And I don't see them scoring more than 10. So last I checked, 10, <laughs> if you add 13, that'll be 23. So, yeah, I'm going to lay that. I'm kind of worried about a backdoor touchdown late. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. To, uh, to get the cover. But I don't think they'll be in rhythm. I know that offense is predicated on timing and rhythm with Cliff Kingsbury, and I just don't think they'll be on the field enough to get set rhythm because they're going to be going three and out. They're going to run the ball in Baltimore. And if they don't run the ball, that means you're letting them throw the ball because you're stacking up against the run, and that's how they scored all those points last week because they was just one-on-one man coverage. He just threw it in the air and said, hey, Josh Brown, run under it. You're fast. And touchdown, 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 touchdown. I think that's five touchdowns, I said. Yeah. There you go. So, yeah, give me the Ravens. Uh, I'll lay the points. Shit. Okay. Hey. I don't think they have a chance. Hey, I agree. I, like I said, I'm going to play it safe because I got some more games and I'm going to lay some points down. So I'm just going to save them for those. But definitely, Baltimore will definitely take this. So, what's up next? Let's go next. We got another huge, huge uh, line with the Patriots, everybody's favorite mm. team to hate. And going up to Miami to take on the Dolphins, who've probably already given up after week one. <laughs> the Dolphins are a huge dog at plus 19. Plus and the 19. total is at 48. Plus 19, 19 is still rising. Man, look at here. This, we already know this is going to be a blowout. Ain't no sense even analyzing this game, bro. No point. See what I'm saying? Definitely taking the Patriots and... You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if they get that 18 and a half. I'm, I, I'm a, I ain't going to take it because I don't like the Patriots like that, but I'll, I'll take the win, you know. So, I'm with that. New England going to win that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to analyze yeah. the game. You know, it's Tom Brady. It's New England. I will say this. I will take those 19 points. Mm-hmm. And I'm only doing so because the, for some strange reason, and I have yet to put my finger on it. The Dolphins play the Patriots tough. Yeah, they do. Every every year. I don't know why. I don't know what the issue is with Miami and New England. I don't know if it's New England going out there in the heat and it's just too hot and humid out there in Miami. But the Patriots win. I'm not going to say I'm going to take the 19. I may take the 19. I need some time to think about it. Because Bill Belichick is not one to uh, let off the brakes. He's going to score 70 if you let him. Yeah. <laughs> so, if he gets out of hand, he's not going to call the dogs off. But, yeah, Patriots, easy win. We don't need to spend too much time analyzing the game. We can move on. Yeah, um, let's do that. So, now we got uh, those Cowboys, Dallas, going on the road, taking on division opponent and Washington Redskins. Washington Redskins are a home dog at five plus five points, and the total is at 46. Total's at 46. 46 points. Well, Cowboys do not give up a lot of points on their defense, man. I'm telling you, their defense is very, very nasty. It's like a Super Bowl defense, bro, in my opinion. I agree. Um, I agree. Of course, Ezekiel Elliott does what he do. I think he's still a little bit rusty. You know, I, I think he's going to give him a little time to get in his rhythm. Um... Cowboys look, you know, they offense looked very dominant last week, but it was against the Giants. We all know that. As far as the Redskins, they were up on Philly until Philly woke up after halftime and 
pretty much knocked them out the game. But you know what, Marley? I was thinking about this game, and I'm going to take the Redskins to cover this number, bro. That oh. underdog. Oh. So yeah, I'm going to take. I'm, I'm going to take the Cowboys to win, of course. But I don't right. think they're going to. I think they're going to win probably by a field goal. So that means that the Redskins will cover that four and a half. Am I right? Yep. If it's only field goals, last I checked. Yeah. Well, you can lock me in on that one. Mm. I'll take the Cowboys to win, but I'm taking the Redskins. That's one of my parlay underdog backdoors that I was going to give you oh. for me this week. So that's one okay. of them. Washington covers the points against the Cowboys. All right. All right. Well, I won't waste any time. I'll go ahead and give the money line play. It's definitely going to be the Cowboys to just straight up to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like you said, that defense is dominant. I think it's definitely a Super Bowl caliber defense. Um, and I don't think, I mean, outside of that late touchdown and that early 70-yard run by Saquon, I don't really know, remember them doing too much. Ingram had a pretty pretty solid game. Um, but, I mean, that, that Dallas Cowboys defense is, and, I, and I'm a Cowboy hater, but that defense is for real. Um, the off, amazing. However, it was the Giants, so I'm going to pump my brakes. I'm not going to jump on the jump on the bandwagon quite just yet. I think they still go up to Washington and blow the Redskins away. Wow. I don't think they can compete. I think Dallas is legit. I keep saying it. I know everyone questions Dak. Dak hasn't had serious. The weapons he has now are the best weapons he's had since he's been a Cowboy. I can agree with that. He caught Dez when Dez was on his downslide. Now he has Amari, who is a better version of Dez. He got Randall Cobb. I don't think people understand the difference Randall Cobb is going to make in that offense. He's a 10 times better upgrade than Beasley. And I like little Cole Beasley. But Randall Cobb is a complete difference maker when you got Amari Cooper next to him in the slot. You saw a couple jet sweeps and gadget plays he can run. Um, I think he just... He's just an addition to that offense because Zeke is the focus. And when you stack the box against Zeke, you leave Amari one-on-one. And it's just a recipe for success. Dak doesn't have to be Tom Brady. He just has to be, um, God, the quarterback slipped my name from Baltimore in 2000 when they won a Super Bowl. Trent uh, Dilfer. That would be Trent Dilfer, yes. He just has to be Trent Dilfer. And to be honest with you, he's a little better than Trent Dilfer. So... I'm not saying they'll win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying um, they'll be there, but I definitely think they'll be contending for the AFC Championship. They should be, there's, as far as talent goes on that team, they're ready. And um, I think Washington doesn't stand a chance. I like Case Keenum, but, man, that defense is nasty, man, and I don't hey, think they can keep up. I agree, but this is a divisional game, Marty. You better watch out, bro. Divisional game, right. Right, I agree. I don't think... Well, my issue is the Washington we saw in the first half, was that really Washington or was that Philly coming out saying, it's Washington, we're Philly, we're Super Bowl favorite, we're going to run all over them. This game isn't close. Well, I I know that Washington's offense is not going to be able to keep up with Dallas' offense, but I think the Redskins' defense can hold the Cowboys' to maybe okay. two touchdowns, you know, maybe three. I don't know, but I think that Case Keenum can put them in a position to at least four field goals, maybe a touchdown or two. 
They got a running game. I think Adrian Peterson will be back this game. You know, so I, I just see it's a divisional game, and these two teams know each other very well. And give me, I give think, me, a, give me the score. I, I'm gonna say 26-23. Cowboys. 26-23. I think Dallas scores at least 24. I don't know if Washington gets to 23. Hey, we'll see. But like I said, I'm going out on a limb. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm confident in it, but I'm just going to take that underdog parlay. Just to see yeah, hey, is. it's definitely not far-fetched. I definitely will say that. It's definitely possible for sure. Definitely. All right. All right. Well, I think we still all damn it haven't disagreed yet. So let's see if we can find one. Won't be this next one, though. Got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Going on the road to take on our Houston Texans with the spread a crazy minus eight and a half for the Texans. Minus the total eight was and a half. 8.5. The Texans Whoa. are a favorite. With the total at 43 and a half. 43 and a half? 43. That might be right on the number because I was thinking a score like 23 to 20. So that number's probably right on it. Oh, you got um, it close. Yeah, it's right on it to me. Um, Jacksonville is coming into this game with a backup quarterback. And even though the Texans have issues on their defense, the offense looked very explosive against the Saints on Monday night, which possibly could have won that game. Um, Jacksonville's defense, you know, they, they, they pretty much hung with Kansas City but until the second half. I still think that they will contain Deshaun Watson a little bit. But I'm picking Houston to definitely win this game, even though you know how we feel about Bill O'Brien, Marley. Um, yes. And he, he's really hard to trust. And I, I, I want to take my team every week, but I got to be realistic at times. But this is one of these games that I'm definitely going to pick us to win. We're at home. This is our home opener. Jacksonville, has, like I said, has a backup quarterback. And if they lose to a backup quarterback, Marley, I'm going to be very upset. Mm. However, I'm going to take the points, Marley. Jacksonville will cover that eight and a half, mm. but the Texans will win the game. And I, like I say, I think this number is right on 23 to 20. The Houston mm. Texans win by a field goal, my friend. Mm. Man, so... Let's talk about the Texans. That offense, man, other than protecting Watson, which has always been my major concern as of late, we looked amazing. I mean, I agree. To, to even go down and score that last touchdown with 30 seconds left, I didn't think we can do it, to be honest with you. I didn't either. We can do it in the fashion that we did it in. I mean, what can I say? Deshaun, man, Deshaun Watson, he's just a winner, bro. Like, he is just a winner. I feel like Bill O'Brien is really just holding him back. And he's. I just hope we don't jeopardize his career. I think the offensive line will get better. It takes a while for an offensive line to gel. And we just got Tunsil. They haven't gelled yet. I think by week four, you know, maybe five, we should see a little bit better protection. However, it's week two. And I... Uh, I still, I think I don't want to be fooled by Kansas City's offense and what they did to Jacksonville's defense and thinking Jacksonville defense has taken a step back when I know that's not true. Kansas City's offense is just legit. Yeah. 
And so, with that being said, I'm going to take the Texans to win the game. I can't give up eight and a half points, though, LJ. I love the Texans. Bill O'Brien is not an eight and a half kind of guy. He <laughs> we go up by we go up by three in the second quarter. He might start running the ball, trying to eat the clock out. Like I just don't. I can't trust Bill O'Brien to cover no touchdown and some. No, not at all. And to be hey. honest, uh, Minshew, Minshew, what, what's the quarterback's name for Jacksonville? The replacement yeah. for Foles, Gardner Minshew. He didn't look half bad to be his first time playing. Um, and our defense isn't the best. So if he cannot turn the ball over, I don't see why they can't, you know, keep it within the touchdown. Um, I don't – we should win this game by more than three points. We should. But but, but I just can't trust Billy O, man. I can't, I can't, I can't trust that guy. So, I'll take the Texans to win, but I'll take Jacksonville plus the eight and a half. Um, Yeah, I I just just don't trust Texans to cover a spread that big. Hey, I completely agree. And that's my second underdog parlay, you know, lock. You're covered. I got you. I I understand. I I understand. All right, here we go. We got a tough game coming. Let's see. See, we got Seattle Seahawks. On the road to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are minus four at home, and the total is 46 points. Got 46 points. 46. That seems really close to what it might be. It might be 46. It might be 50. Because I think wow, it's going maybe like that. 30 to 20. Um, oh, who do you guys going? 30. That's interesting. Hey, let, let me break it down. Uh, the Steelers, let's start off with them. They look awful at, against the Patriots, man. I mean, we, we, didn't we both bet that they would cover against New England? We both. What were what were we thinking? Hey, we should have had our heads examined. Because, I need to go back and listen to that footage and understand what was our analysis. Going. Yeah, because we definitely <laughs> missed that one. But the Steelers are at home, and they played much better at home. They got embarrassed on national TV, and, you know, I listened to Colin Cowherd frequently, and he makes the point about, you know, storybook franchises. When they get embarrassed on national TV, they come back and make a statement the next week, and I tend to agree with that. So I'm definitely going to ride with the Steelers to win this game. Um, Seahawks got to come across, you know, the country, 12 o'clock game after barely beating the Cincinnati Bengals in their home. Um, Tyler Lockett is hurt. He's not going to play against the Seahawks. That's Russell Wilson's biggest deep threat. So I think that's going to matter. I don't I don't think they have any offense, you know, besides him. So, plus their offensive line still played bad against Cincinnati, giving up a few sacks. The Steelers will get this victory. And I'm definitely going to take the Steelers to win this game. So that's going to be one of my money line locks of the week. I'm going to stay away from the points, even though I think the Steelers will win more. But the fact I got them to cover last week put a sour taste in my mouth. So I'm just going to take them straight up and win this game. Pittsburgh 
over Seattle. Well, all right. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to take the Steelers on the money line. Um, I don't think the Steelers are going to be a good football team this year. I think the Ravens will win the division. Um, I think when you lose talent the way the Pittsburgh Steelers lost Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, top five is respected their positions. You do not just replace that and stay the same. You don't lose that and get better. That's just not how it works. And with that being said, I think Seattle has more than a chance to win this game. Mm. I definitely think they cover. I'm so scared. The only reason I'm leaning on Pittsburgh is because the franchise, Big Ben, Mike Tomlin, the Steelers, they got embarrassed last week on national television. There's no way they can come out the next week and play the way they played. They have to win this game. I agree. Seattle squawked by a Cincinnati team who I think, honestly, is better than people are giving them credit for. I think when you look at them and you saw no A.J. Green, we have nobody talks about Andy Dalton anymore. They don't have much of a running game. And we don't know anybody on their defense. So I think people underestimated Cincinnati. And yep. Seattle's not the most offensively potent team, so they're going to be in a bunch of close games. That's just their M.O. So I'll take the Steelers to bounce back with the victory, but give me the four points uh, with Seattle. They'll definitely cover. All right. I'm Probably right. a field goal game. All right. I got you. Pittsburgh. What we got? Steel curtain. Let's go. All right. Well, man, this is to me, this is probably the toughest game of the week to pick. Let me get Minnesota Vikings. Oh, I was going to oh. say Green Bay and Minnesota. I already knew you had it coming. Yep. Minnesota Vikings are on the road, take on the Pack and Aaron Rodgers. Packers are minus three at home. The total is 44 and a half. That's, a high, that's a high number because both of these defenses are legit now. Um, Vikings defense, of course, is top notch. But Green Bay, they drafted some players on their defense, which has helped Aaron Rodgers. I got the Packers making a nice run. In the playoffs, I think possibly winning the division. I think it was going to battle between them and the Vikings, which they're playing this game, Marley. I'm really high on the Vikings, too, because I really feel the addition of Gary Kubiak being the offensive coordinator brings the run game. Balance to Kirk Cousins so he don't have to throw the ball 40 to 50 times a game. Calvin Cook looked great on Sunday. And if he can continue to give them consistent Offense like that, bro, the Vikings can make a nice run because the defense, like I said, is still there. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't see it. What's the number you say? 40? 44. Oh, yeah, no. I want to say 44 and a half. 44 and a half is the total. I'm definitely going under with that one, Marley. I'm going to mm. pick Green Bay. To win this mm. game, I because I wanted to, but I just I'm looking at home field advantage, and I'm looking at the fact that the Green Bay defense has improved, and I think they can get pressure on Kirk Cousins, make him make some mistakes, 
and possibly a turnover here or there, interception, fumble, whatever the case may be. So I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers to win this game. And I'm going with the two. You say two, five? Three. Three. So they got to win by more than a field goal. No, I'm going to stay away from that because I think it's going to be a field goal game. I think it's going to be like 20 to 17. You know what I'm saying? 18 to 15. Something like that. I I, I don't see how powered offense because both defenses are legit now, in my opinion. So I'm going to take Green Bay to outright win the game on the money line. But I'll stay away from the points because I don't want to do three. If it was two and a half, I would have took it. But since it's three, I'm going to stay away from it. All right, man, I've been looking at this game all week. And I'm in the same place I started Monday when I seen the game. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Listening to you and looking at everything, I've been leaning Packers the whole time. Basically because they're at home. But I looked at that offense from Minnesota and how Dalvin Cook ran that ball. And how the weapons with Thielen and Diggs on the outside. And I'm really high on Minnesota. I'm high on Kirk Cousins. I think it's the second year in the offense. And I think the first year they were still learning each other. He was still learning the playbook. He was still trying to get a connection with Diggs and Thielen. Year two, we know the plays. We know where people are supposed to be. I've had ample time to get some kind of chemistry with my receivers. I'm high on Minnesota. I've been on the Packers all week. But now that it's time to make a decision, I want the three points, and I'm going to take Minnesota. I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm scared, but I'm going to take the Vikings. I got to make some – hey, we can't be on the same line on everything. Hey, I completely agree with you, my friend. And I think Minnesota can go in there. I'm real high on Kirk Cousins in Minnesota this year. Um, I think they're finally going to have the offense to go with the defense. I mean, if Cook can run the ball the way he did, they're pretty much unstoppable to me on offense. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love the Packers. Um, I don't think Green Bay, as far as home field, is what it used to be. Nobody's scared to go up there and play anymore. It's not freezing cold right now. So, um, yeah, give me give me the Vikes. Plus well, all right. I'm locking you in with Minnesota. Lock me in with Green Bay. So, finally got a disagreement. Got one. You got one. All right. Got those high-powered Kansas City Chiefs with Pat, my homeboy. And they're going on the road to take on the Raiders. Plus eight. And the total is high, 52 and a half points. 52? Five deuce. Another number that's pretty high. Um, That might be right. It might be right because I can see the Raiders scoring about 20 points, but I can see Chiefs score about 32, 33. Oh, the Chiefs will score 30. Yeah, I can see that very much so. Um, I don't need to stay long on this game. I'm definitely taking Kansas City to win this game. Of course. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, do you know that the Kansas City Chiefs have won 24 straight divisional games on Sunday? Oh, I do. Yes. How many? 27 straight. They're, they're, 20, they're 27 and 
four in their last whatever, 30-whatever-some games against the division. But those four losses came on a Thursday night game. Every time they play a divisional game on Sunday. Huh? I said interesting stat. Yeah, that's very interesting. And that's going to make me take Kansas City, of course, because Oakland, I don't see any type of resistance from their defense to stop this high-powered offense. Um, you say the points is 52? You know what? I'm going to go over on the over. points. I think the score is going to be about 35 to 20. And I can see that. I'm going to take Kansas City and win the game. Of course. Of course. And I of will course. take the over. And I will over. take the over. I agree. I agree. I see that. I see 52 and a half. I see 30-something, 20-something easy in this game. Well, I don't know if they'll cover the eight. Uh, that's a lot of points. I hate touchdowns or more in games like this because the Chiefs defense is definitely not the best. They will give up. They definitely can give up points. Um, yeah, but this is easy. Right. Yeah, this is easy. Uh, we'll just spend time on this. I mean, the Chiefs are going to win the game. Um, so with 27 in a row, make it 28. Yeah. 28 in a row after Sunday. Um, yeah, I actually, I was looking at the over. I haven't circled um, on my on my notes. Definitely can see this game going over 52 and a half easy. Um, you know, 34, 31, something like that. Maybe 20, 23, 24. Um, I don't see them getting much more than 24 points. Um, but then again, it's the Chiefs defense. Like I said, they can, they can surrender with the best of them. <laughs> Yeah, so, they give up a lot of uh, points. So definitely, so I'll take the Chiefs on the money line. Uh, I won't miss those points at all. But uh, Chiefs to win the game. Uh, yeah, that's it on that one. All right, what we got? Let's keep it going. Got man, it's another tough game. Another tough game of the week. Um, you got the Chicago Bears going on the road to take on the Denver Broncos and Joe Fluco. The Broncos are a home dog at a two and a half, and the total is a very low 40 and a half. Well, this is another game that I was looking very, very closely to, Mr. Marley. Um, and this is going to be my third backdoor parlay underdog. I'm taking the Broncos. Wow. To cover that two and a half. Because I'm going to tell you a number that you can't argue with. Since 2000, Marley, the okay. Denver Broncos are 22-1 and one in home mm. openers week one or two. 22-1. and one. That is 19 years, my friend. Mm. So with that being said, even though they look dreadful pretty much against the Raiders in the home opener, but Chicago didn't look much better against Green Bay in a home opener. Mitchell Trubisky, I don't trust him, especially on the road. Um, Denver's defense is better than what they showed last Monday night against Oakland. So I'm definitely going to take Denver, like I just told you, to cover the points and win outright. That is my third backdoor parlay underdog. Denver wow. Wow, wow, wow. The Chicago Bears. Now, we do agree on one thing. Denver defense can't be as bad as on Monday night. 
I personally think the Raiders are a lot better than people are giving them credit for. I watched them on preseason. And I keep saying year two in offense versus year one in offense, this shit is complete difference versus me knowing where people are going to be. And I think this is where they're going to be. However, just like you don't trust Trubisky, I don't trust Luca. Yeah. I just don't trust that guy. The Bears have had extra time to prepare. That's true. Broncos are on a short week. Ah, 22 and 1. That is a hell of a stat. Because before you told me that stat, I was damn sure going to go with the Bears. Look, man, I, you, I told you, Marty, you can't go against history, my friend. The 22 and 1 home. Man, that's tough. And I don't think they're as bad as they played. So, give me the Broncos. You've convinced me. <laughs> that's that's a hell of a stat. Bro. 22 and 1. <laughs> you can't and it's at that. home. Yes. And I don't trust that offense in Chicago. And I don't think the Broncos are as bad. And they can't be as bad as they They've got too many veterans on that team to look the way they look that day. There's just, just no way. So give me the Broncos. Uh, I damn near want to take the two and a half. Take just, it. They saw much they scared me. But I'm not. <laughs> I want my money. No. I want my money and I want it now. Uh. So... I'll lay that two and a half points and I'll take the money line because it's less than a field goal. So, I mean, you know, I don't like taking money lines or giving points when it's less than a field goal because I feel like it's either going to be a field goal or more. It's never going to be one or two, I, although it can land on that. Well, I just, just how the, you know, the way the game scored, it, it never really falls on one or two, in my opinion, often. So, I'll give up that two and a half. I'll take the home team to get it done. And, uh, yeah, give me the Broncos. You, you, that 22 and one, I just keep going back to that, man. That is a crucial stat right there. That is a hell of a lot, man. I was so on the Bears until you told me that. Well, thank me for telling you that information because I didn't want you to make the wrong decision. I'll thank you Sunday. Hey, we'll see what happens. <laughs> We'll see what happens. But I'm taking the point. Moving on. Because they're going to win more than I got game, you. So lock me in there. Money line points and the underdog parlay. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right. Moving on. This is one of the more confusing lines that I've ever seen. I can remember. Philadelphia Eagles are on the road to take on the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are a home underdog at plus one and a half. With the total being... A stupid high 51. Well, I think it's going to be high. I think it's going to be a shootout. I agree. Um, Because the Falcons were embarrassed last Sunday against the Vikings. Eagles all got embarrassed in the first half against the Redskins. But they woke up in the second half. You mentioned Deshaun Jackson on the last podcast. He was back to his uh, normal activities as far as catching touchdowns and burning the secondary. Um, Carson Wentz, you know, he, he got into his form, but 
at the same time, Atlanta's home, home opener. Um, Matt Ryan is a Pro Bowl quarterback. But you know how I feel about Atlanta, Marlon. I don't care what they do on Sunday. I am not taking them. I'm taking Philadelphia to win this game. I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta wins, but I just refuse to go with them. That's just something personal with me. I have issues with that, so I'll deal with that. But at the same time, put me down for Philadelphia to win this game. I'm going to stay away from the points, but I do like that number, which is, you said, six. what did you say, 60? 61. 61 or 51? 51. 51? Okay, I'm going to take over. On that one. Over. Yeah. 50. I'll take the over on that one. I think it's going to be like 33 to 30. Something like that. 35, yeah. 32, something like that. I agree there. I think we're going to have a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. Um, both of these offenses are cap- more than capable of putting up 30 points apiece. Um, easy. Um, Philadelphia got embarrassed in the first half with Washington. And I think that was more of we underestimated Washington because we just thought we were better. And that's what I think that was. Um, Atlanta, on the other hand, they were embarrassed in Minnesota. I mean, the game wasn't even close. Not only was it close, that defense was smacking them around <laughs> like a step, like a stepchild and a father hates the stepson. It, it just, it was, it, some of the plays I cringed when I seen them getting hit. Just, jeez. Um, and at some point, people got to get off that Atlanta bandwagon, man. I mean, they haven't been the same since the Super Bowl. And I think a big part of that is Shanahan left, and that offense hasn't looked the same since he left. Mm-hmm. Um, I was all over Eagles when I saw this line, and the more I thought about the line, the line didn't make sense to me. I don't understand why Philly is only favored by one point. It seems like bait. Like they know something we don't. Yeah, and maybe they do, but there's no way I just have to lose because there's no way I think Atlanta is anywhere near the caliber team that Philadelphia is. I mean, Philadelphia has Super Bowl aspirations. Atlanta is hoping to make the playoffs. They just hope to be involved in the wild card race at the end of the year, let alone be in a Super Bowl. So I'm taking Philly. Um, I'll lay a point, half point. Shit, if it goes up to two points, I'll lay that too. There's no way this game shouldn't be more than a field goal or field goal or more. Um, I do like the over the total. Um, I don't think Atlanta's going to score 30. I'll give them uh, 24, maybe 27. I like I like a 31-27 type ball game. 34-24 um, type ball game. Um, I think uh, Philly, Philly should definitely win by more than a field goal. Hey, I hope so, but like I said, I'm going to stay away from that, but I will take the over on that one, for sure. Alrighty then, shall we move on to the San Francisco 49ers on the road to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are a home favorite of minus one. The total is at 45 points. Mm. Well, 
I'm definitely going to take Cincinnati to win this game. Because um, the 49ers are playing consecutive road games outside of their division. That, 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 that's pretty hard, in my opinion. Yes. Um, a lot of pressure on them to sustain the same caliber defense that they did against Tampa Bay last week. Um, the Bengals was impressive against Seattle. Going out to Seattle, playing them to the end, only losing by one point. So that shows me that they can keep up with the 49ers because I don't think the 49ers can, you know, compete with Seattle. They're in a division game, but we'll have to see about that later on. But I just think uh, the 49ers took advantage of Tampa Bay's turnover. Jameis Winston threw two six picks last week. So i definitely going to take the Bengals to bounce back and win this home game. I'm going to take the money line on them. Um... I mean, I'm definitely going to get the point, too. What is it, plus one, minus one, you said, Bengals? Bengals are minus one. Yeah, definitely going to take that. They'll cover that. And the total is 46, you said? 45. Man, that might be right on it, man. It's definitely close. Because I was thinking, like, maybe 25, 23, like 26, 20, man. Definitely a close total. Ooh, that's close. Um, I'm going to think about that one. But I'm definitely going to take Cincinnati on the money line to definitely bounce back and get their first victory of the season. All right. I've been waiting for this game. This is one of my locks of the, of the weekend. Uh-huh. I'm going to do a short video on this game here soon. Um, you got the 49ers traveling all the way. I, I've been talking about this every team that we talked about. West Coast team. Traveling all the way to the East Coast to play an early game. So the last week when they traveled to Tampa, they kind of, I don't want to say they got lucky, but they benefited from the fact that they played in the second, the afternoon games. So technically it wasn't a good start for them. Ah, However, good point. this week they play at noon Eastern time, which means it is a 10 o'clock start time yeah. in California, which means they will have to probably be at the field Let's say what three hours before kickoff, four hours before kickoff. Oh, it's so gonna talking, be early. So we're talking seven, eight o'clock Cali time in the morning, yep. and I'm pretty sure NFL teams fly the day before, or yep. maybe two days before. But I'm pretty sure it's the day before. So we're talking fly, get off the plane, go to the field, get ready for a game early in the morning. No way. Uh-huh. And the way that offense, I mean, Tampa, they, Jameis Winston threw two pick sixes yeah. in, the, in that game. Jimmy Guapolo didn't throw for a touchdown at all. The defense outscored Jimmy G. And I don't think that defense is as good as they played. I think Tampa's offense is awful. And so, with that being said, Cincinnati looked amazing against Seattle, even though they lost the game. I don't think anyone... I mean, Vegas had them a nine-point dog. They lost by one. They should have won the game. Andy Dalton threw for a career-high 418 yards, I believe. 415 yards with two TDs, no interceptions. There's no reason why I think he's not going to carve up that. Seattle's defense, hands down, is better than San Francisco's defense, in my opinion, especially front seven. And if he can do that to that defense at at the 12th man, nonetheless, 
There's nothing to lead me to believe that he cannot carve up San Francisco's defense. I don't think Jimmy G. And my thoughts on Jimmy G is this. Look, he has to prove it to me outside of New England. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks look good in New England. And when they leave New England, they look like trash. So, and Matt Castle is the first one that comes to mind. Hmm. So, until he shows me that he can play quarterback for a team other than the New England Patriots, because that's the only reason people are high as they are on San Fran. They think Jimmy G's going to come over there. And all of a sudden, they're the new kids on the block. They're the up-and-coming up kids. But I, I haven't seen it yet. So until I see it, and I don't think they're going to go all the way to Cincinnati and get a win at 10 o'clock in the morning for them. So I'm all over Cincinnati minus one. They can have the one point. I think it's probably going to move up to maybe one and a half, two by Sunday. Um but I'll still lay that they're going to win by more than a field goal. This is going to be a 24-14, um, 27-17 type ball game. Um, I don't think it'll be too close. San Francisco may score late, but uh, I think Cincinnati is going to dominate this ball game. And that's your lock of the week, huh? That's my lock of the week. It makes all the sense in the world to me. Hey, I agree. It's one of my locks, too. I'm going to give you my uh, six-team locks in just one minute when we're done with these six. So, you definitely hit my list. So. Alrighty, We got the last game, of course, the Monday Nighter with the New York Jets taking on everybody's favorite, Cleveland Browns. The Jets are a home dog at a whopping six-and-a-half. It opened at two-and-a-half. Um, everybody else knows that Sam Darnold is going to be out. So Vegas adjusted, and now we're looking at six and a half points. We got, with the total being, I'm sorry, being at 46. Well, we talked earlier, and I was going to throw money down on the Jets to win this game. And you told me specifically to wait and see what the number does. Very next day, I get an alert on my phone. Sam Darnold is out with Mono. And I said, what the hell is Mono? So I did some research and find out that um, he has some kind of throat yeah, illness. Kind of mouth or throat disease. Yeah, and it, 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 and it, it potentially can affect his spine. So that's why they keep him out of physical activity. So I thought to myself, who catches Mono? I thought that was a high school, college type of, you know, bacteria type disease. But at the same time, I definitely switched my, my thought process on this game. And I listened to some sports talk throughout the week. And we got a little history in this game, Marley. Greg Williams. Yeah. The defensive coordinator of the Jets. He's the coach. Found that out today. Cleveland Browns last year. Right. So we got a little, yeah, a little storyline here. So, with all that being said, Cleveland definitely got embarrassed last week against the Titans. Um, they, t- they, t- they turned the ball over a lot, and they had a lot of penalties, unsportsmanlike conduct. So, they, they probably got out of their character a little bit. You know, it was the first game, emotions running high, you know, plus the Titans smacked them in the mouth pretty much. So, I think they humbled themselves a little bit. 
Uh, as far as the Jets, like I said, they, 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 even though they were up on the Bills, they really wasn't in control of that game because, like I said, the, the points came from maybe a safety, pick six, you know, and they, I think they scored one touchdown with Avion Bell. So Sam Darnold really didn't put up a, a staggering number as far as, you know, last week. And he's out now, and Trevor Simeon's the backup. So I don't have any faith in him, even though I, you know, not saying he's a bad backup. I just don't think that he can get the Jets a victory going against a hungry, you know, thirsty Cleveland Browns team. And I think Odell Beckham is going to have a good game. You know, he's prone for prime time because he's a superstar in his mind. So with all that being said, Marley, I'm going to take Cleveland to win this game. I'm going to take the point. And you said the total was what, my friend? 46. 46. I think that's a little bit too high for my blood. So I'm going to stay away from that. Browns minus and a half. Gonna, yes, I'm definitely going to take Cleveland to win the game and cover the six and a half. Mm. So... <laughs> I was with you earlier, or at least you had me thinking of riding with you with the Jets game before Sam Darnold mm-hmm. got mono. Then, of course, automatically the Browns are going to win the game. And today I find out, just because I haven't looked, I wasn't really, I didn't do any research or anything until today. Greg Williams is the defensive coordinator in New York which he was in Cleveland last year, which Cleveland is the team that hurt Odell in the preseason last year. Mm. And Odell comes out today and says, Greg Williams intentionally told his team to be a dirty coach. Wow. Accusation. And so that had me thinking like, well, that's going to fire up that Jets defense for sure. <laughs> Greg Williams is a good defensive coordinator. I thought that's, I said this when we spoke about Cleveland earlier in the week or the, in the last podcast. They didn't look the same on defense. They didn't have that grit, like that tough, that dog pound. Like they didn't have that. It seems like they had that more offense, that more Odell, that more we already got this, we the stars, we pretty. Seems like they just weren't that tough team no more. And that's what Greg Williams brings everywhere he's been at, especially with the Saints, the year they won the Super Bowl. Bounty Gate, that was Greg Williams. So with that being said, I don't trust Trevor Simeon. Get the hell out of here. Nah. If Sam Darnold couldn't put up any points, why do I think Trevor Simeon can? Those comments scared the shit out of me, though, LJ. And the way they played last weekend, the Browns, they're all bark with no bite. I think they're not going to have the season everybody thinks they're going to have. I already told you I think Baltimore is going to win the division. 
it takes time. Baker just got there. This is his second year. Odell just got there. This is his first year. They're not going to have that connection. Odell doesn't know the playbook. Those comments scare me. I think they're going to fire up that defense. Um, but, I mean, no quarterback, no pro- no production. I don't think they can reduce enough points to keep up. Um, those interceptions Baker threw, they were all in the fourth quarter. I think by that point, he was frustrated. He was just trying to bring them back. He made some throws that I don't think he would have made those same throws in the first two quarters, maybe in the first three quarters. But uh, once the game got out of hand, I think he started pressing. and And everyone knew that once that game got out of hand, they were going to get it. They've been everybody's favorite. They've been talking shit all off season. And I think that was all in their head. So I think he was pressing, trying to get him to come back. He had three interceptions. I don't think he throws three interceptions. I'm not a big, ba- big Baker Mayfield fan. I used to be. And then when he made the comments about Hugh after Hugh got fired, I didn't like that shit. Um, and then he kept talking, which I like people that talk shit. I like brashness, but he just talked too much. And, like, just shut up now, Baker. Like, shut up and play football. Just, just shut up. But well, with that being said, I'm, I'm going to take the Browns. Um, I'm scared to lay six and a half points, man, honestly. Um, I'll take the Browns for the win. Definitely. Well, you said that was the last game, but I think you missed the game, my friend. I missed the game? I think you missed New Orleans against the LA Rams. I did miss the Rams game. You're right. It's right here in my face. I jumped right over it. It was right after the yeah, Chiefs. You, you jumped right over it. That might Man, be the best game of the week. That might be. It's a tough game to call, too. All right, chill. Let's, let's, let's jump on that one, then. We got the New Orleans Saints. Oh, that narrowly escaped my Houston Texans. Narrowly. On the road to take on those Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are a home favorite at minus two and a half. And the total is a outstanding 53. Yeah, I can see that. Because these both are high-powered offenses, in my opinion, even though they didn't really show them the first game of the season as far as, you know, New Orleans taking on, you know, our Houston Texans. And the Rams taking on Carolina. This is the rematch of the NFC Championship game, which I truly believe that the Saints got hold. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's true. Yeah, I, I, I really think so. I mean, it, it was blatant. I mean, Stevie wanted to see that pass interference. But yes. uh, both teams can score. And I expect a nice passing duel against Drew Brees and Jared Goff. But Breeze isn't that good on the road as he is at home. And with that being said, Alvin Kamara, he could be a factor in this game because he can definitely run out the backfield and catch passes in a screenplay. Um, the Rams, Todd Gurley, needs to get going. Um, and I think people are under, underestimating the Rams' defense because they have some key additions over there with Clay Matthews. And I think that they will come into their home opener ready to play. I think New Orleans exerted themselves getting that victory over the uh, Houston Texans last Monday night. So with all that being said, Marley, I'm going to take the L.A. Rams to win this game at home. 
I'm going to swallow the points, of course. And Ooh. I am going to take the over on those Ooh. points. Ooh. Because I think it's going to be maybe 35 to 30, maybe even 40 to 38. Like, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, bro. So I'm definitely going to take the Rams to win the game. And I'm going to take the over on the total. Well, well then. So, do you think the game that the Rams got screwed in, do you think that plays a fa- oh, I'm sorry, that the Saints got screwed in. Do you think that plays a role in Sunday's game? Um, I think it plays a little bit of role because I thought about that aspect of it, but I am... The Saints are on the road. If it was in New Orleans, I would put all the money, I would put my mortgage on New Orleans to beat the Rams in New Orleans, bro. That's how confident I would be that they would love to get some get back with them. But the fact that it's on the road, in L.A., I think that a lot of other things would come into factor besides the actual game because referees are tend to do a lot of mischievous things when it comes to big games like this because it was proven last year. So, that's why I think the Saints are going to keep up with them. I don't think the Rams are going to blow them out. Because they do want to come into this game and prove that they should have been in the Super Bowl. But at the same time, I just think the Rams will prevail on a last second, maybe touchdown or some fluky play. Interception, return, pick six, whatever. And that's my trepidation on that. If the Saints were at home, I would be riding with you. But the fact they're on the road... Gives me cause to fall. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, I think the Saints uh, narrowly, narrowly got by with the just the, the hair on their chinny, chin, chin against my Texans on Monday night. Um, I think if that same scenario was to happen... In Los Angeles, I don't think the Rams' defense is going to surrender that last-minute field goal. I don't think they're going to let them back in the ball game the way the uh, Texans did. Because I don't think uh, Sean McVay will take his foot off the gas as much as Bill O'Brien did. I don't think the offense will have that 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 break where we just couldn't do anything in the third quarter. Um, and like you say, Drew Brees isn't Drew Brees outside of New Orleans. The Saints aren't the Saints outside of New Orleans. Not necessarily just Drew Brees. And I think the Rams um, know the Saints are pissed off about that game. So I think they'll be prepared. Um, I do think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think home field means everything in this game. I don't think it'll be um, – I think they'll cover the two-and-a-half. I'll lay that. I'm definitely going to take the Rams. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll come down to the wire like we saw with the Saints and the Texans. I just don't think this, the Rams are surrendering that lead the way Houston did because I think their defense is a lot better than the Texans defense. I think their coach is a lot better. I think his game plans are a lot better. His offense is a lot more um, potent and imaginary. Um, I can only imagine what he would do with our offense because I think we have more talent other than Ty Gurley. I think we beat them I think we have an overall better receiver. 
I think I think I'll, I'll take Deshaun over golf. Um, I'll give them Gurley, but I I think we have just I mean I think talent wise we have a top five top ten talent offense don't you think on that skill position wise of course, but we just don't have we have a bottom five bottom ten coach so <laughs> it's just we're stuck. And the GM is the coach too, so which is crazy to me. Which is crazy. I think we got the Patriots chaplain. He has like a GM role. Wow. Last I last I looked it up. So, so yeah, we're just I don't know what we're doing front office wise, but yeah. So with all that said, before I get too bad on these Texans and Bill O'Brien and just run the rest of my night, um, I'm going to take the Rams. Um, I'll give up the two and a half. I'm going to stay away from that total, although I do like the over. I might have to look a little into it. 53 is so high, though. It is high. And I don't know if the Saints will give me 30 on the road. Can they give me 30 on the road? I think the Rams can give me 30. Yeah, you're right. I might stay away from it, not a two and But, I mean, I mean, I can see 30-24. Yeah. I can see that. Thirty-one twenty-four. You're right. I mean, we might we might need yeah. to stay away from it though. We just we just take. It's care. close. It's Come high. On. Forty, fifty. I think that's the highest total. Yeah, that's the highest total this week. Fifty-three. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs and Raiders are at fifty-two and a half, but the Chiefs' defense is not that good, and I think the Raiders mm-hmm. will give me twenty, and I know the Chiefs can give me thirty. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a tough call. I liked it though. I wouldn't. I, I like it. I would take the over and stay off of it. But uh, definitely the Rams. All right. Definitely. Rams. I got you locked in. So I'm gonna go over mine just to make sure we have it before we get out of here. I got right. my 14 parlay one. I got the Bills minus two and a half. I'm taking the under. I got the Colts plus three and a half. Kansas City minus seven with the over. And I got Green Bay minus two and a half. That's my one, my first 14 parlay. Then I got my six locks. Money line six locks. We got Cincinnati over the 49ers. Houston over to Jacksonville. Buffalo over the Giants. Pittsburgh over Seattle. Denver over Chicago. And Monday night I got Cleveland over the Jets. And my last parlay. Yes. All money line and all of them. I wanted to challenge myself this week, Marley. All of them are winless. All losses last week. I'm picking. All of them are what? All of them lost last week. I'm picking six teams that's going to get their first win this week. Except Houston and Buffalo. What do you mean? Houston lost last week at Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Oh, man. What am I tripping? Buffalo did win. Did. You're oh, right. We played, you're right. We played okay. so good, I thought we won. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Buffalo did win. So I'm taking five. I'm taking five teams that lost. Five out of six. Okay. Yeah. And then my last team, parlay. Backdoor underdog parlay. I got three. I'm going to let you lock in for me. Broncos, Washington, and Jacksonville. Yep. And that's my parlays right all there. All right, all right. I got, okay, so the parlays that I got are, I have Bengals, this is my money liners, Bengals, Cowboys, Rams, 
Chargers and Chiefs, my five teamer. Um, my covers are Bills, yep. Ravens, mm. Seahawks, mm. Eagles. Yeah, I know that Seahawks, huh? We disagree, yeah. but it's all right, though. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Eagles. Um, and my final one is the Vikings. Well, you, three. Hit, you, you hit that, you'll be a rich man. Yeah, so that's my six-teamer. And um, that's all I got right now is those two. I'll do a, definitely do another one. So, you know what? I'll give you guys one more. So, one thing that I did do this weekend, card at the already did only do the spread options. So I did college and a eight nine teamer. Probably wow. Nine still only cost me wins me dollars. So, you know, what's two dollars to me? Hey. I agree. I mean, why not? So just go over the lines real fast though. Okay. I'm going to go do some more tomorrow, honestly. I'm going to spend another 10 bucks and do like four more. Just, hey, what if I get lucky? Then, you know, hey, if I don't, it's $10. I can afford to do that every day for 600 So, hey. But, so, just real quick, though, I did Iowa State plus one and a half. Marshall minus four and a half. TCU minus one and a half. Texas Tech, two and a half. The NFL picks are the Titans minus three. Chargers minus two. Bills minus two, plus four, Eagles minus two, two dollars to win six hundred and two dollars. Wow! I feel you. Well, like I said, you yeah. out there, you can do those little, small little parlays. I'm just gonna stick to what I can study and what I can afford. So I ain't mad at you. Yeah. But we we gonna see what happens, Marley. Um, looking forward to Sunday. Uh, we have yeah, yeah. we have twelve games kicking off at noon, and we got three and I, evening games, and we got the Monday, well, Sunday night, and then we got the Monday night. So it's a lot of. And I'll have all of them on the TVs in front of me at the sports book at one twelve. Hey, I wish I could join you because I'm definitely. That's okay, man. Because you're gonna hit one of these big bets this uh, one of these weekends, and you just gonna fly out here. Yeah, I am. I'm definitely gonna do it. I'm feeling. I'm feeling real good. This we gonna do a live podcast. Of course, of course, man. You right know, from the sports book. You know, we always down to, you know, fit the real for the people and give and give them what they want because they need some insight. They want to get some knowledge on the ways that they can make some extra money. So we we we're not opposed to doing that. So with that being said. Marley, appreciate you, man. We did we did a nice almost an hour and a half, man, you know. So we got it in. And I appreciate you coming on with me. Uh shout out your social media, man, where they can follow you at. Man, y'all, please check me out at Brothers and Bets on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also check me out at Grills Marley. That's my personal. Girls Marley on Facebook, Girls Marley on IG, 
hit me up, leave some comments. Hey, I'm good. I'm all good with taking advice. I'm trying to make money. Let's make you some money. Let's make me some money. Let's make everybody some money. Let's take Vegas out. Hey, I agree, baby. And like, you know, if y'all ever in Vegas, Marley's a promoter. So, you know, he can get y'all in the limelight, you know, show you around the scene. Look so me up. Whenever y'all in Vegas, look my boy up. But like I said, Grills Marley. I'm LJ from Houston. Y'all can find me, of course, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LJ Sports Talk. Um, and like Marley say, we always looking for opinions, insight, whatever y'all can add to the show. We would love to do it for y'all. So until then... This is Raw Words Podcast, Marley Marr, LJ from Houston, and we are out. Holla.